Hello and welcome to Some Kind of Podcast. This is a podcast where we entertain you by discussing what entertains us. I am your host this week. My name is Tim. I'm here with my co-host, Cody. Hello. And Christian. Hey. So, um, we've been gone for a while. (laughs) Uh, It's only been like a month. It's fine. Yeah. It was like three weeks. It wasn't quite a month. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I think the last episode came out about three weeks ago. Um, so what happened was uh, I took a vacation, a long one, uh, and then we came back, we did an episode, and then Cody has a full-time job, and then Christian decided to like graduate and then move back across country or something. So I don't know if you guys want to talk about that further, but that's the snap. That's the short end of it. Yeah, it was just uh, a lot of things happened at one time, I think. Like, Christian was in finals and graduating and then moving. And then he went on vacation. And I've just been, yeah, 9 to 5 every week now, if not longer. Uh, some some days are uh, 8 to 5. Yeah. Dolly Parton nine to five life. That was right. There's yeah. Dolly Parton in the song, right? Uh, sure. Yeah, I think I think it was just a, a combination of a lot of things clashing at one time, and we just needed a break. And people weren't available, so it was also part of it. But we're back now, and we have lots to talk about. It was indeed Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you guys miss us? I needed to know. I needed, I needed to know. Um, so, during our extended leave, did you? What, how did you guys grind the old EXP? Did you? Did you do anything other than work, Cody, or move, Christian? Did you watch anything or play anything? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I did spend a large chunk of moolah to upgrade my computer setup. Um, so, if there's any audio issues, it's Cody's fault. Maybe... Maybe anything like audio dipping out or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's my fault. I'm still trying to figure out this uh, new setup. And same, didn't you break? Same... You broke something trying to put it together, right? Yeah, I broke my speakers. So, mm-hmm. uh, which is how I usually routed my sound. Um, so I've no, no kidding. New equipment. Well, in terms of like the way I had it hooked up. If I had my headphones plugged into my speaker setup, uh, it would still record like your audio from the desktop, even though okay. it's coming out of the speakers. But now it's not doing that. So, uh, yeah, if it dips out, that's sorry. I'm sure you didn't miss anything too crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm just just working the kinks out of the new equipment. So, apologies in advance. Um, <laughs> try out your cool shiny new toy yet yeah so i got an oculus quest 2 ooh, um, ooh that's the audience noise yeah. going ooh it uh <laughs> it's really awesome i it's my first real experience with vr mm-hmm. outside of like those arcade things like you like put your head in the massive helmet and pilot a mech kind of thing at like dave and busters um, so it's kind of mind blowing for me, uh, 
But I will say as a disclaimer, uh, if you have epilepsy, don't buy one. Um, my, Not that Cody does, but I don't. I don't. My sister does, and we were all just like, "Sure, it's fine," and we let her play Beat Saber because she really wanted to. And uh, she got through one song and was like, this is amazing. And then immediately felt dizzy like she was going to have a seizure. So just save yourself the trouble and just accept that you shouldn't be playing VR if you have Did you play Beat Saber, though? Have you tried it out? I'm always wondering how it is. uh, Yeah, I've played it. Um, It's a workout for sure. Is it? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, Although we are tempted to try something so i say you know don't buy one but there is a mode that's um static images mm-hmm. or static lights i think is what it's actually called so there's no like strobing flashing lights when you're playing it mm-hmm. so we might let her try that again give it a uh, little bit i guess yeah i will give say it, give it a little bit the the game that she started off with on VR Beat Saber, I mean, like every single time, from what I've seen footage wise just online, uh, I mean, there's a lot of flashing lights, like even more so yeah, than like a typical a game. Um, but we thought she'd be fine because she, uh, at least till now, has not had uh, photosensitive epilepsy. Um, this is the first time anything that she's visibly, you know, like visually looking at has triggered something. So, um, it was really weird. And I mean, I know we've talked about it before, like some of the reviews on products on Amazon and stuff are hilarious, but, uh, we Googled beat saber reviews and like the top five all mentioned epilepsy, but it was all like, like beat saber epilepsy for everyone. (laughs) I was like, I, Maybe we should have looked this up before we played, but, you know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, other than that, uh, I've been really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I still haven't played Final Fantasy VII Integrade or Ratchet & Clank. Integrade came out, out yeah, is it? Yeah, they came out the same day. But Integrade came out at the end of the month. Came out Friday. Oh, well, whoopsie. Mm. So I, I've started it, like I, I turned it on and I played like five minutes as Yuffie and then we ended up going to Cheesecake Factory and Ooh. haven't played any more of it. So. so do you know, like how long is the extra part of the game that's included now? Um, I've seen everything from an hour to like two hours, which makes sense because it's not like a... Uh, like a massive story, like so. It's addition. not like a DLC overall. It's just kind of like a little add-on. Yeah, it's an intermission. I think is what they're classifying it as. Uh, but I think that also depends on how long you take to play the game. Like if you're like me and you're going to explore every corner, it might take you ten hours to play it. But no. I mean, that's just how I play games. I, mm-hmm. I can't not explore all the corners. Make sure you turn left. Yeah. So it's how you win. Um, That's an inside joke between Cody and I. No one's going to get that, but. Nobody, nobody gets that. Um, so, yeah, other than that, uh, I've 
campaign two of Critical Role ended, so uh, that was really upsetting. But yeah, also, all seven hours of the last episode. Yeah, it was seven hours long. That was a that was a doozy. You could work a shift, yeah. and maybe finish that episode. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was lengthy, but it was really good, really. Emotional. Are you gonna? I got a question for you. Are you gonna watch Alexandria Alexandria Unlimited? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. Because uh, I'm going to, because it supposedly has nothing to do with anything. Uh, I hope it doesn't. Um, he did. They did say that familiar characters would pop up. So, well, we'll see what happens because that's why I'm trying to watch it. Interesting trivia for you guys. Did you know since you're talking about Critical Role, even though I've, I still haven't watched it yet, uh, Matt Mercer actually did the voiceover for Ubisoft's uh, E3 presentation. Oh, no, Did I didn't really? know that. Oh. Yep. That's what's up. I had no idea. I might have to go back and watch it just for that. That's my only addition to the conversation because yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, well, you got time I mean, now. Tim, you... we can be safe about it, and I can watch it the first episode and then let you know if it's spoilerific, and then you can watch it you know, after the fact, and then That's you fair, watch yeah. live going forward. That's fair. Um I just don't. I, I mean, it's up to you. I just don't want to ruin campaign two. I don't want to ruin anything for me either, because like I guess Tony the other day, I've already had some very, very minute, minor things ruined for me. Yeah, uh, and even and even I, the things that you told me that were spoilers really wasn't a spoiler. Good, so, good, 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 like, good, good. It's it was actually kind of wrong anyway. So, I mean, I figured because yeah. I, I just but know yeah. how it's. I know I don't I don't know how it's going to end. Like I'm pretty sure I that's not the case that I don't, I, mean, I don't think, but I don't really know yeah. either. So no, you're fine. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. You watched that, all seven hours of the finale. Yeah. Um, other than that, I haven't really had time to myself to, to watch or play much of anything. Uh, I did start, uh, horizon zero dawn. It's a good game. Yeah. But unfortunately it's, it's going to get swept under the rug. I really wanted to play it before the second one, but I got Integrate to play. I've got Ratchet and Clank to play. I've got the VR games that I want to play, and I, I like. I, it's just going to get swept under the rug again. I mean, you've still got time. I don't think the sequel's coming out this year. It's coming out like twenty two. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then maybe. Uh, but I, I, I have been really enjoying what I have played of it. Well, good. What about you, Christian? What you? I know. Obviously, you were at the beach for like a year and a half, but I'm not at the beach for like a year and a half. And there's a story to that, anyway. So, anyway, I graduated uh, from college at the end of May, uh, right around the time Biomutant came out. Came out on like the 25th. Super excited to play the game. Biomutant. Yeah, Yeah. talk about that as a group here in a moment. Um, I, I mean, I haven't played a ton, so. Here's how my last like few weeks have gone, and this ergo why we said this podcast hasn't really had a regular curated content the past little bit. Biomean came out on the 25th. At that point, I was graduated. The only thing between then and now is me moving across the country and then taking a vacation. And I was like, I'm going to have plenty of time. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going <laughs> to get Biomean. I'm going to beat it. I'm going to platinum it. Before <laughs> Ratchet and Clank comes out, uh, this weekend, and then I'm in a platinum ratchet and clank. So fast forward to today, I think my total hours log in Biomutant is like 
five hours max. Uh, but anyway, so like I played that like, you know, a few minutes here and there, whenever I had time, moved across, like I said, graduated, moved across the country, uh, back to North Carolina. Um, haven't really watched that much, uh, managed to actually watch the first episode of Loki that we can talk about here in a moment as well. Um, watched a couple movies at the beach just with family uh, as kind of like a movie night kind of thing. Other than that, not a whole lot. Uh, I have starting yesterday was like the first day I actually had some free time finally loaded up uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and guys I kind of cried a little bit I was so freaking happy to play that game right. now I think somewhere between four to five hours in mm-hmm. I think I've heard it estimated online that it's like a 10 to 14 hour gameplay 14 I'm assuming is if you do that so about halfway through yeah, I I guess I mean, but again, like kind of like Cody was saying, like I mean, with this, like I'm just like exploring everything. Like even if I don't think, like I mean, like the game, the big collectibles or the gold bolts. Is it everything uh, you hoped it would be and more? Yes. So okay. that was going to be the other thing. I mean, I can talk about this more here in a little bit after we actually go through the roundtable here. But it is everything that like. So I mean, the first Batch and Clank game came out like 20 years ago, back in like I think I had the day pulled up. The first game in 2002. So almost 20 years. Yeah. Um, so you know, young me looking ahead in the future, if I was like everything, this is all the stuff I want to be in a future Ratchet and Clank game and how I want to it to look is it's exactly okay. above and beyond what I wanted it to be. Very good. Um, I've heard a lot of people compare it to like the animation quality in Ratchet and Clank games through the years and how it's progressed and how it's updated uh, is kind of uh, beat for beat what Pixar has done and kind of the look and stylize of what they've done. And I agree with that fully. Like the ripped apart, like I know some people disagree with the price tag of Ratchet and Clank being, you know, like $70. And even though I'm an advocate saying that, like, you know, I love this game, still don't know if it quite reaches that price tag. However, the animation is so freaking good that I mean, like, I still think it's worth it. But okay. uh, Tim, I'll let pass it off to you. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I hope you guys do get around to playing it at some point. Uh, we can dive more into the, the, the bits of stuff that I mentioned, uh, but I'll let Tim go and kind of catch everyone up on what he's been doing. Um, so, yeah, I legitimately leveled up because I celebrated a birthday. And hey. then, so right. I'm officially level 33 now. So did uh, Steven. Uh... So did Steven, Silent Steven or Steven or whatever we're calling him nowadays. Uh, actually, his birthday was two days ago at the time of recording. Yeah, happy birthday to him too. Both of our, both of us being Gemini. I actually did a lot of. Well, I say a lot. I mean a lot for me as far as like entertainment purposes go. Uh, most of it was watching stuff. Um, I did play. Oh, I've been playing fourteen still. Um, and I think that's it. I think I've just been playing Final Fantasy fourteen, which so same. Mm-hmm new different podcast same story uh with what i'm trying to play uh still just trying to level up samurai uh but it, it's he's 70 or she because i play a female character she's 79 now so i'm almost okay. done with it uh, really good. Then I, huh i've been playing that game so really yeah I... well yeah you know you said you didn't have time for anything um so that's really all i've been playing uh, so to speak, I want to say I tried playing something. Steve and I played. Oh, I forget what it's called. 
it's that spy game that was free this month on uh, the PlayStation Store, I think. I don't know what it was called. You have to play with another person to play it. It was pretty fun. It's like you're trying to complete a mission, but like you can only see what's on your screen, and he can only see what's on his screen. Um, I forget what it's called. I'll look it up here in a second when you guys are talking about something else. Um, Interesting. It was pretty fun. We it's gets it 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 like the learning curve like it starts like kind of like slow like okay cool you can walk yourself through it and then it just exponentially just increases in difficulty like Steve and I got to like level four and we're like this is hard because <laughs> you can't see anything so you can't see their screen so the only thing I have to do is try to communicate on what they need to do or be looking for uh, so it's it, it's interesting it, it was kind of fun but like I said the um, difficulty spike is immediate <laughs> like they're like you're like after the first like when you're like this is pretty fun and after the second one, you're like, okay, this is kind of hard. And then the third level, you're like, this is really hard. And then I think me and Steve didn't even finish the fourth level because we just started crying. Is it Operation Tango? Operation Tango, yes, that's what it is. Okay, so I looked that up. I saw the infographic for it, and I was like, I've never even heard of this game. I haven't either. Steven told me about it. And I think, he, I think Cody and I were on, like, the three of us are on, uh, a chat channel once when he was yeah because he's playing Horizon Zero Dawn and then he got off to eat dinner and of course he never came back because that's how things work nowadays. So Steven was like, "You want to try out Operation Dango?" And I was like, "Sure." And like I said, it's fun, but that learning curve is it's it's sharp. You got to know what you're doing. Um, so that's the only other thing I ever really played. What I have been doing is watching stuff. Um, I think. In the time that I've, uh, since we last spoke, I watched all of Better Call Saul that was on on Netflix. I watched all four seasons that were on Netflix. There's a fifth season, but it's not on Netflix yet. Uh, And then uh, I watched all of Avatar The Last Airbender again because, because I've never watched The Legend of Korra. And I was like, well, if I'm going to watch Legend of Korra, I might as well watch The Last Airbender again. Of course. So I watched, I watched the whole series again. And I'm, well, I finished the last, the first, I finished the first season of Korra last night. Um, so I will say that, uh, why haven't, because I did the same thing. Uh, I, I watched Avatar The Last Airbender and, and I also watched Korra before, but we did the whole, like, you know, well, let's rewatch Avatar first and then watch Korra. Yeah, that's how I did it. Even though it's by the same people watching it back to back, I was the whole time I was watching Core. I was like, I mean, this is good. It's not as good though. But yeah, well, my buddy Montana, who lives here in Wilmington, kind of like put it in perspective for me. Um, first of all, it's like comparing like the 1800s to the 1920s. Like it's just a different time setting in between the two shows because like. In Korra, there's a lot of technology that is not around in yeah. The Last Airbender. Because um, Last Airbender is almost taking place in like feudal Japan kind of feeling where it's like, it's almost like ancient, like not ancient, but like, you know, like early 1920s, like almost America in a sense. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of things. Also, Korra is a little bit more political in its set, in its setup. Well, I always say but it's a little bit more political in its setup versus where like um, 
the last airbender is more like the heroic quest for justice prevails kind of thing yeah where like Korra seems like there's like many different shades of gray that any of these people can be in so there definitely is a tonal different feel in between the two shows that i already can tell but my buddy montana put it in a good perspective the last airbender is about what it takes to be an avatar whereas Korra is what it means to be an avatar so and Korra is more mature because she's not 12 she's clearly in like 18 or something like that like she's in her teens so it's a little bit more mature than the last airbender is now i don't know if i'm like Korra or not i've only seen the one season that it was it was good i enjoyed it um i I don't know how the rest of it's gonna go yeah Season one was really good. I think it. I think for me personally, Korra was a steady decline, whereas Avatar was a was an incline. Oh, I was about to say for me, like Avatar, like just kind of kept getting better and better and better, and then it just finished and it was just blasting into space. Korra, I feel like for me, was kind of like a roller coaster. Like it just kind of like the first season was like this is awesome, and the second season was like yeah, and then third season got really good, and then I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Um. I know that they're doing a live action avatar show for Netflix. So we'll see how see that goes. How Cause Ong and the gang are doing. I yeah. don't think they're going to be doing that with old M night. Shyamalan, Malan, Malan, Malan. No, uh, I'm not holding my breath. I hope that it's good, but I'm not holding my breath. I mean, after the movie butchered everything that you can love about that show. Why would you? Yeah. Um, so I watched The Last Airbender, and now I'm I'm going to go through Korra because I've never seen it. So, yeah. um, and on top of that, I um, I've been still watching Critical Role. Um, I'm a slight snag in, and I'm only in a snag because it's a snag that I'm doing to myself, where I'm getting to the point where they're starting to do live shows. Um, and I'm like, well, I kind of want to see because, like, they're probably doing more like physical kind of comedy if they're around like people. Um, so I was like, well, I kind of want to see what's going on in these episodes instead of just listening to them because I've gotten through so many because I listened to the podcast when I'm at work doing stuff. Yeah. Because um, if I was just straight up watching them on YouTube, I probably wouldn't be as far as I am right now. Um, just because I don't have time to just sit down and watch YouTube where I can just listen as I'm doing other things. Uh, and I'm still getting the story the same way. And it doesn't really bother me too much, but the live shows, I was like, I kind of want to see them do the live shows. I don't know if that makes sense or not, if it's just me, yeah, it does, it but does. I got, I've been slightly hung up on it because trying to find a time to sit down and actually watch the live show. Yeah. So, um, but been doing that. And then I also, out of the blue, read Harry Potter and the A- Prisoner of Azkaban for some reason. Hey, man. It's a great book. Oh, I read that. One of the and, best uh, in the series. Worst movie ever. I really think and the third one the was series. the best in the series? I think it's one of the best. I don't. I, I mean, I love them all, but like, pers- my personal favorite is the last one. Well, yeah. I mean, the last one, obviously, is good. I actually like Six a lot. Six is really good. Um... My like personal favorite is Fire. Oh, Fire is really good too. I think uh, if I had to put them in order, it would be uh, in terms of like favorite to, I don't know, least favorite, even though I still love the least favorite. Yeah. It would be like seven, uh, seven, five, six, four, three, 
one or two one basically i think mine's just reverse chronological order i think it just goes seven six five four three two one yeah like i really just because like for me the series just gets better as you as you're reading I it just i really love the order of the phoenix order of phoenix is good too or do you mean prisoner asking man no, no, no order of the phoenix i think it was better than i think it's my so, second favorite it's the longest one i just so. i just think that three was such a good book and then they butchered that movie Oh, yeah, they, they, that movie was garbage. I mean, that's probably my least favorite Harry Potter movie, but for sure. Oh, three. yeah, hands down. Hands and down. unfortunately, as a result, Goblet of Fire is my second least uh, enjoyed movie. Why? Because because of how butchered 3 was, they left Uh-oh. a ton of stuff out of 4. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I just I hated it. And I hated their, like, everybody was like a 90s skater boy. In, in long three or four, four, four. yeah. Everyone, that four was everyone the one. Had long hair for no reason, <laughs> literally no explanation or reason behind it. And then they went back to short hair. They were like, "Yeah, that was dumb." I'm sorry. Other than Hermione, Hermione had long hair the whole entire time. But yeah, yeah. Ron and Harry and everyone else in that movie, for whatever reason, was just like, "This is my long hair." Yeah, <laughs> look at my. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a edgy, wizard. I'm an edgy teenager now. Yeah. Dumb. Anyway, anywho, <laughs> just dumb. Uh, so before before we go on to your next segment, Tim, I got to hijack for a second. Okay. So we can talk about how bad Biomutant was. About what? Biomutant and how bad it is. Oh, Biomutant. Yeah. Um, well, I'm actually really yeah. curious to hear Christian's thoughts on. Well, the I am too. But before I before I do this, because I have nothing to input into this, because I heard the reviews were terrible. And Cody said it was god awful, so I never picked it up. So I am. Oh, you didn't even buy it? No, I never bought it okay. because the day it came out, part of me, my like soul or like that gut feeling you got was like, you should wait and hear a review before you buy it. And I was like, okay, brain, soul, gut feeling, I'll listen to you this one time. And I'm kind of glad I did because I talked to Cody about it, and he ripped it apart. <laughs> so. Uh, that's where my input ends, so you guys can continue. You you first, Christian. I want to know your thoughts. Okay, so here's the thing. I, I, I took a quick peek at uh, Metacritic, and it's it's ripped apart on there as well. It's in, like, the 60s. I think it has, like, 67 or something. Yeah. Um, but it's actually I don't... I expected. I don't think... You, I read the first the line. Like, the headline was, like, Biomutant is boring. Yeah, like all right. <laughs> so the thing, okay. So I've read a, quite a few reviews on it during my journey back to North Carolina. I was reading up a little bit on it, and uh, so the one thing that really stood out to me that I read on a review was that Biomutant tries to do too many things and doesn't master one. Correct. And I couldn't agree with that more because the game I don't think is bad. I think it's actually really good. It's just that this it's like a small team of developers. Apparently it's only like a team of like 20 or so people that worked on this game. And they tried to do so many different things. And had they chopped off like half of it, perfected like the other half, it would have been a great game. But like there's like a tribe system. There's a uh, like a territory. You have to defeat like the four like big bosses and the world leaders. And then there's also like a explaining what happened to the world and why everyone's these weird mutant things and 
explain the actual backstory on why these tribes actually hate each other and why you're supposed to unite them. And essentially the game, I feel like by the time it actually finishes explaining everything, you're like almost done with the game. And even then, like, you're still kind of wrapping your head around, like, okay, so wait, what? how am I crafting my weapons? Like, how am I supposed to be putting skill points? Where? Like, why are there? Because, like, in the, in, with the skill points, there's, like, three or four different categories. And every single yeah, time you really level up, you get dumb. another point in each of those categories. Instead of just having a, one skill tree that you just put stuff where you want to put it, you have, like, four different ones. And every single time you level up, you have to be like, okay, so wait, wait, what does this one do? But the mutant mutation is different from the level up. Like, yeah, it needs to be simplified. And I feel like if they come out with an overhaul, it would be an amazing game. I still enjoy playing it. At one point I was thinking about platinuming it before the game came out just because I was so excited for it. But at this point, I, I I'll be surprised if I finish it, but I don't yeah. think it's because it's, I know Cody is very much on that. Like this game just sucks. Don't play it. It's bad. It's horrible. But like, I don't think it's bad. I just, I wish it was like a little bit more because it looks really pretty and the colors are really vibrant and the world's cool. But I know he's shaking his head and he disagrees with that. And that's fine. I, uh, and I'm not saying that the game deserves like, you know, an 80 plus Metacritic score. I mean, I guess, I guess I, for the, what I just said, I, I guess the game does fall in like the 60 to 70 range. But I I guess I'm just trying to cut the developer slack because it, it's definitely evident that they actually try to do a lot. They just try to do too much. Anyway, I'll pass it to Cody. Look, as a an animator, a professional animator, it's really weird for me to be able to say that, but I am a professional animator. Uh Sorry, Cody. Sorry, Cody. I need you to talk up. I can't hear you from your high horse. I know. I understand how difficult it is to do something like this. I do. I really do. It is very challenging. There's so many things you have to take into account. And so at my job, uh, we recently contracted three um, programmers and coders. And... Uh, they've never had that at, at uh, our studio before and uh, watching them do scripts for us and, and stuff like that is like, to me, it's like looking at like, like anytime in the matrix movies, when you see like through Neo's eyes and everything's just like code, like that's, yeah. that's what I'm seeing. Like, it's just like, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get what you're seeing my dude. Like, and they're sitting there like, like, you know, like, Oh yeah, this is a blonde and a brunette and a redhead or whatever. You know, they're just like, yeah, I can, I can see a city here. And I'm just like, cool. You're just looking at text, but all right. Uh, so like I get that it is crazy hard to do stuff like this, uh, especially since I've started playing with Unreal, uh, because we're we're trying to implement Unreal Engine into our workflow at work. Uh, and Unreal is very powerful. And it's Unreal, uh, uh, you could say it is Unreal. I don't I don't know if that's the engine they used um, for BioMutant. I think it is. It sounds familiar. Um, isn't the but, like everything nowadays on Unreal? It's uh, most things. Most things now, yeah. It, it it's definitely. I think uh, it's most. Um, 
highlighted game is Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, because they, they use, like, the full power of that engine for that game. Um, but I agree with what Christian is saying. Uh, I am definitely harsher on the game than, than maybe it deserves, but, um, if you're 24 people trying to make a game, you know how difficult it's going to be. Why are you trying to do as much as you're doing? I feel like it's one of those classic situations where like they came together in like some sort of board meeting and they all had like, well, this is what I want to be in the game. And if this isn't in the game, then I'm out. And then every single person was like that. And they were like, okay, well, I guess we have to put all this in the game, make everybody happy. But then too many different people were trying to do too many different things. Okay, and then, but that's what happened to cyberpunk. No, I, I agree. Like, I mean, like it's, and, and what's weird is like, I feel like it's more common and cyberpunk was a massive team. Yeah. That was CD huge. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I honestly feel like, like Biomutant, like if they were going to introduce some of these extra like skill point systems and some of the extra tribes and stuff, it almost should have been like, <laughs> we always complain all the time as gamers about how when the game comes out at launch, you're overpaying for a game that has DLC strung along for the next year. I honestly feel like this should have been stripped down to its core. That should have been the launch game and the rest of it should have been perfected and released as DLC down the line. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, because I, I, I agree. I hate games that do that like destiny and stuff um, and Avengers and whatnot. Like it, it just <sighs> make a complete game. But like if they had simplified things, it probably would have been more enjoyable. But the fact that they tried too hard, they'd screwed themselves super hard at the end. And the fact that they they turned off uh, the 4K textures for the game uh, on Sony's consoles because it couldn't, they couldn't get it optimized or whatever, um, is it's a sign that the game wasn't ready for one. Because playing it, like, every time they showed it off, they were using the PC renders. Yeah. It was a gorgeous, gorgeous game, which is why I was so excited for it. Uh, And it looked like it was going to be this really mature, badass, like, Rocket Raccoon-style character doing, like, Kung Fu and Final Fantasy-style combat. Mm -hmm. And then I turned the game on, and I have a, a children's book narrator narrating the whole freaking game to me like i'm five and then it's like trying to be mature with the combat and then it's like this guy's like very good your muma would be proud and i'm like ah i can't i can't do it that guy didn't bother me at all like you gave me a forewarning about like god this narrator sucks and i went in like braced for it and like the first couple hours i was like it's not that bad but there is like a flashback scene where like your Momo or how, whatever you call your mom in the game. Muma. Moma. Okay. And I was just like, I, I can't do this anymore. And so I went into the settings and turned them off. Um, but yeah, it's, um, I mean, so what you were saying too, though, uh, comparing, comparing and contrasting it with uh, cyberpunk again, similar mistake with them as well, where they released a game that was, basically ready for the pc version and then they also released it on last gen 
which just isn't ready for what they were trying to do. Yeah. And so instead of pushing the game back another year and then releasing it fully ready on both PC like and then PS5 and Xbox Series X, they released a game that was PC ready and like halfly ready on PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. But, uh yeah, it was a joke. I, I it's very upsetting to me. Like I, I, I truly was excited for the game. Uh, I did have that gut feeling that Tim had of like I sh- I feel like I should wait, I feel like I should wait, and let him fix the game. Like I feel like there's gonna be issues. And I was like, nah, uh, fuck, screw it. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And I that was a waste of money, because I I honestly I don't think I'll ever go back to it. Like it just it like left a really say, bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I'd like to say that I will, but like I mean we talked about before about like you know our backlogs. Like that, that game now and over the next few weeks, because we have games that are going to just keep dropping now from to the end of the year. That game is going to keep getting pushed down on the list I have saved on my phone of the order of what I'm going to play. And I, as of right now, I have the motivation to go back and play it, but I don't re- know realistically if that's ever actually going to happen. Yeah, I, I have, yeah, zero intentions. Like. <sighs> I will say though, like Cyberpunk, if they ever do um, pull their heads out of the rear and launch a PS5 version of the game, I might download it and see if uh, there's been improvements made. Um, but that's a big what if. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, but yeah. as it stands right now, I I was very disappointed in Biomutant. Well, let's talk about something that people are not disappointed in. Uh, Christian, did you want to do a deep dive into Ratchet and Clank? I would love to. <laughs> yeah, uh, since you almost kind of did one. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, going on, just furthering what I was talking about earlier, you know, the game, if, you, if you're if you a fan of the series or if you've never heard of the series and this is your first time into it, whether you're five years old or 35 years old, you're going to enjoy the game. It's got a great, like, it's got, like, six different difficulty settings, essentially. Like, the one, like, it goes, like, you're not going to die easy, medium, hard, and, like, you're going to hate yourself. Uh, so I'm playing on, like, the, like, the, what I guess we consider regular or medium difficulty. And it's, like, a decent, yeah, normal. It's a decent challenge. Um, the game, as far as backstory goes, you don't really need to know... Uh, lore about the ba- uh, Ratchet and Clank uh, universe or what's going on in the background. Like as the game opens up, it's like they're doing a celebration in the streets in the what was considered the old or normal universe of Ratchet and Clank that all the other games took place in, and they're celebrating the fact that you know they you're our heroes that have saved us time and time and again. And then of course the infamous Doctor Nefarious shows up and kind of wreaks havoc on the situation. And uh, lo and behold, uh, Clank, at the end of this celebration, created a uh, interplanet or interdimensional travel device for Ratchet, since Ratchet is the only Lombax in this universe. Lombax is the race that he is, uh, and so he's always kind of talked off and on throughout the other games about like you know it'd be kind of nice to kind of find you know where I come from and my like my race and my people, and so Clank actually built this for him to travel to try to find his people. And so before he gets a chance to do that, Dr. Nefarious essentially uh, steals it. And he's like, ha I'm going to teleport us somewhere where I actually win. 
you know, because it's a joke because you beat him in like all the other games. And so the uh, it kind of breaks up your universe and there's all these rifts and tears like in space um, that open up as a result and you get teleported to this other universe or dimension, whatever you want to call it, where this other Lombax female exists named Rivet. And it's hinted at where I'm at that it's essentially Ratchet's counterpart. Like this universe is essentially parallel to the one you came from. All the characters are actually still in this universe. They're just a very different version of what you're used to. So there's like side characters um, the one uh, that comes to mind is this guy named Skid McMarks, which is like a famous hover, famous hoverboard racer um, from the old universe. And then the new one, he's like this like spy that like does like all this espionage stuff. And like you meet him and you're like, are you Skid? He's like, yeah, here's a cool gadget. And he's like, how are you even doing any of this? So it's very different in that regard. And so I guess like this ver- this universe's version of Ratchet essentially is Rivet. Um, I don't I haven't finished the game. I'm as of right now I'm about four or five hours in. Um, I don't know if they're going to give more of an explanation to it. I also don't know at this point going forward if they're going to be uh, Rivet and Ratchet are both going to be in the same game going forward. Obviously, I haven't finished the game. I hope so because it's really cool switching back and forth between them. Ratchet's signature move to like open up doors and open up mechanisms is he puts his little you know wrench on a giant bolt. And you turn in circles and they'll like open a door, it'll open up a puzzle thing or whatever. And Rivet's like a equivalent of that is essentially a giant hammer. She swings down on top of these buttons. And then there's a bunch of side games. Uh, in, in games past, you know, Clank would come off your pe- back of uh, Ratchet and you climb into like this little tunnel and then he'd go do this little like puzzle game. Those are still there. It's just, you know, updated and a little bit more in depth. Um, and then there's these things called pocket dimensions that open up. So as you're going through these different planets and exploring, there'll just be like this tear in like the sky where you can jump through and there'll be this little, they call them pocket dimensions in the game. And essentially you work your way through this little puzzle system. And at the end, there'll be like a piece of gear, which is also something new that's that something that is new to the series. In games past, it was essentially you have your wrench and you have your pre-designed outfit and the only thing that you can like get or somewhat customize is guns from like the shop vendor. Yeah. And in this game, you can actually pick up all sorts of gear sets. They break it up by helmet, essentially body and then boots. Um, and so like I got the deluxe version, which came with like three or four different uh, outfits from the start. And then they've got a plethora of them throughout the game that you discover in those pocket dimensions. Uh, so I that, actually just... Um... Sorry. Is that like... Immortals Phoenix Rising, where you have those little like tears that you go into and like kind of yeah, and get like a upgrade piece or whatever. Yeah, in a way. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then so like each of the uh, the equipment that you pick up, it's kind of nice because it doesn't make you equip it to get the perks that come with it. So each set of equipment, like head, you know, um, body and boots, in each of the outfits comes with like a five percent like bonus damage or reduce damage or boost to your health or whatever but instead of saying like oh well you actually have to wear this to get that boost as soon as you collect it and it goes your inventory it's just permanent whether you have it on or not so that's nice oh nice yeah because i actually like really love like the design of the characters and it's really cool to see ratchet and rivet in such like high resolution and like you actually see like the fur bouncing around as they move through the air and i'm like i don't actually want to put like this like i like i like all the armor sets are really cool but i don't want to cover them up because I'm enjoying looking at all the like pretty art. 
Um, so they're, but yeah, no, they're it's just a, cosmetic then. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not like required. Like you don't have to like put them on to like you know uh, go through like a hazardous environment or anything like that. It's just that's, strictly that's like up. yeah. If you want to put them on, you can. If you don't want to put any of them on, you don't have to. Um, I appreciate that in the game. For for hundred percenters or achievement or trophy hunters, um, you will have to collect them all as well as the gold bolts. And there's some uh, rare titanium, which is uh, from a past game. It's just like some one of the rare materials that used to upgrade stuff. Uh, mostly That's your guns. Titanium. <laughs> um, and then there's a new, there's like a teddy bear collectible thing that you can find. And I, I just found my first one, so I don't really know the backstory on that. And then there's one other collectible. But I'm really excited to play the rest of it. As I mentioned earlier, this game is like on par with like modern day disney and pixar animated films so like it's really really pretty to watch and whenever like a cinematic happens i just kind of like lean back in my chair and i'm just like enjoying watching it and then when it snaps too and it's like hey you're supposed to play now i'm like oh oh crap i forgot i wasn't like just watching an animated film so i'm really enjoying playing it i would highly recommend picking it up um i know the one thing that people have complained about as i already mentioned is that the you know, the price tag on it being $70, which is a little ridiculous, but at the same time, like I, I still think it warrants it despite it's uh short gameplay. But, Oh, I mean, if, if they ever did a, a Jack and Daxter and gave it the same treatment, I, I would, I, yeah, it wouldn't matter. So I know one of the fan theories is that like during, in one of these pocket dimensions that opened up off to the side is that they were going to like sprinkle in like a hint at like Sly Cooper or Jack and Daxter and like all the like you know mascots of PlayStation, and then like yeah. the end result from this game was they were just gonna have like a collaborative, just like all of them in one game, which would be super cool. I haven't seen anything like that yet, but I would be down to see it happen, even if it was like a post credits thing or something. But, yeah, I mean that that'd be neat. I, that's a lot for licensing, but that'd be really neat. Yeah, but I mean, all those characters are technically at least partially owned by PlayStation. I mean, since they're all yeah, first party I, games, I think. Um... I think they're still owned by the studios. Like the the studio has like the final say. Yeah. I think, um, in terms of like them being in another game, I think for marketing materials, I don't think it matters. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I know that'd be, that'd be amazing. I can't remember the exact uh, scores we all gave uh, as our guesstimates for Metacritic, and it's not. I mean, it's only been out for two days, so this isn't accurate anyway. But it's currently sitting at an eighty-nine. I honestly like. I know you guys pressured me. I think I actually boosted mine to like 95 or something like that. I think that's yeah, still I what I would did. give it. Did I? I think I think me and Tim are I'm right around like an 89. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. Um, no, we were, we were like... all in the 90s. Okay. Um, yeah, we were all in the 90s. I mean, it's only two days out, but we were yeah. all in the 90s. Um, I honestly would still give it a 95, if not higher. Like, like I said, I don't think there's a single thing about this game that I would change. Other than the fact that around the whatever it is, 14 to 16 hour mark or less, I'm probably going to cry when it's done because I'm going to be like, no, I waited how long for this game? I'm going to have to wait how long more? Um, but yeah, yeah. No, I just I just want more um, of it. So. Speaking of Metacritic, that's a great subway. Uh, subway. Eat fresh. Eat fresh, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that's a great subway for a segue. Um, we did miss one Metacritic during our hiatus um quiet place 2 which i haven't seen because i haven't seen the first one so 
Uh, I think you two have seen it, though. Yeah. Yep. Um, it came out over Memorial Day weekend. Yep. Um, so I'm not going to go the whole spiel on like what what the Metacritic thing is. You should if you listen to us enough now, you know what it is. Um, and I switched over to the gaming thing because you asked about Ratchet and Clank. Um, so, um, Christian guessed 84, Cody guessed 83, and I guessed 80. Uh, the actual Metacritic score is a 71. So, by that metric, uh, I get, get one, one point, point, and Christian and Cody get nothing. Um, and I don't know where that puts us at, but I'm pretty sure Christian's still fairly in the lead and Cody's still yeah. second. So nothing really changed. I just don't know what our points are. But I got one because I'm within 10 and Cody and Christian busted because they're over. So they yeah. get a big old nothing. It's a shame so, too because I, I really love the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just looked up the first one on Metacritic just because I was curious as the difference and it got a, it's at 82. Um, and I mean, like, Which so that's like what I base my guess on. I think so. Because yeah. that kind of surprises me then, because after seeing the second one, I will still say the first one was better and I liked yeah. more. But it wasn't, it, I, like, I still put it in the ballpark. Like, if the first oh, one yeah, got an 82, sure. I would maybe say this one should get like a 78, 9. After yeah. Watching yeah. it, yeah, I would have given it a like an 80. Yeah. Uh, after actually having seen it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, the first one, the first one is definitely better, but that doesn't take anything away from this. I mean, that's like, that's like saying, you know, like, oh, this Harry Potter movie is better than this Harry Potter movie. Like I, I loved all seven, but whatever, yeah. you know, right. um, well, book wise books, not movies. I should have, should have been more clear. I did uh -huh. not love all the movies. Um, but yeah. It it was really good, so it's a little disappointing that it only got seventy one. Yeah, I mean, I was actually surprised myself. Um, but yeah, so speaking of that, uh, we were just talking about Ratchet and Clank. Even though Christian kind of said what the score was, now we're not officially calling it until next week. Uh, so we do have Ratchet and Clank, as well as. Um, uh, fast nine coming out soon so those are coming on down the pipeline in july no fast nine's at the end of the month it's, it's okay. june 25th cool, 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 so cool, go ahead and get your tickets at your movie theater and go watch it speaking of other things coming up uh that dungeons and dragons game is uh is coming out like next week and i'm super excited yeah well, i was talking about the Metacritic list but yes if you're talking about things that are just coming out the Dungeons and Dragons things comes out on the 22nd. I am really excited about that. If you haven't seen anything about it, go watch something on it. Um, speaking of great. Dungeons and Dragons, it was just announced this week. If you're a fan of Borderlands and Tiny Tina and the DLC that came out for Borderlands 2, Tiny Tina's Attack on Dungeon Keep, I think it was called. It's something Tiny like Tina's Wonderland. Well, no, not the no, new no, game. The original. Oh, my bad. Yep. It's Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. I'm pretty Thank sure. you. Yeah. But yeah. since Christian spoiled it for me, there is a new Sorry. game coming out called Tiny Tina's Wonderland, which is essentially a whole game that's sort of based around the concept of that DLC. 
which I am super, super stoked for. So did they confirm that it's a whole game and not a DLC for three? It is a game. Okay. They did, okay. in fact, if they spin off with that as like the general basis for how the game is like actually geared and how it's going to be set up like, um, and you can oh, actually cool. customize your own and build your own character just like you can like with D&D, um, except for it's going to look and be stylized like Borderlands. Which is really funny because I legit, when I saw that Gearbox was going to have a uh, a segment at E3, I was like, they're just going to say there's going to be more Borderlands DLC. And I was like, I mean, in all honesty, even if they announced a Borderlands 4, I think at this point I'd be like, Eh. 3 was like, okay, I think I'm done with Borderlands. And then they announced that and I was like, okay, you might have filled me back in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They were back in. As soon as I think I'm out, they just reel me back in. Because <laughs> I, I don't think I'll. I don't. Yeah, I don't know that I would play Borderlands Four. Um, mm-hmm. Borderlands Three was okay, but I, I honestly expected them to show off the movie a little. You know, yeah, show us what I... the characters actually look like, as opposed to just silhouettes and nothing. Randy Pitchford or whatever the whatever he is, his position at Gearbox. No, uh, is he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he did his like you know zoom in or whatever for the conference, he was for on site wherever they're filming. Why yeah. he was actually on site, I don't know unless he's in the film. But I'm sure he's, he's got a cameo, CEO, so he can just be there if he wants to be there. Yeah. I mean, it's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for that going forward. And since you brought up uh, announcements, I wrote down a few. Uh, Go for it. Just let's get, let's get some E3 stuff out of the way. Yeah, th- this weekend we're currently recording is E3, so we do have a bunch of announced things that uh i forgot e3 was even this weekend if i'm being real yeah, honest be real like it, it's a it's since sony backed out again uh I, yeah i just i put e3 out of my head mm-hmm. so other than um you know so playstation backed out nintendo i mean nintendo really hasn't been an actual part of e3 they're doing a direct though according to your schedule you said they do like a yearly like Nintendo Direct that they strategically just place to come out during E3. Um, and so that'll come out on Tuesday morning. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if PlayStation within a week releases some sort of state of play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, there'll be a big state of play. But uh, Xboxes was today. Um, there was a few yesterday. Of course, Bethesda being bought out by Xbox. There was like a big like, you know, joining of the two. Um, they used they to announce Elder Scrolls 6 yet. They said it's in the works. They said it is being made, but they did not announce like they didn't give any sort like, of official like trailer for it or anything. Like, but they did like two years, years ago. Thing. Yeah, they did yeah, the same like thing. They, they gave like a like a, a helicopter shot of like a world, and it was just at Elder Scrolls Six. No, yeah. I don't even remember that. that well, maybe it'll be like the uh, they're waiting to do the, the similar thing they did with Fallout Four, where they're like, "Well, you know what's ready to come out? Fallout Four. You know what it's coming out in like two months." Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. So maybe they'll do that. Um, but anyway, they just are keep it close to the best. Yeah, until it's ready. That's fine. Um, speaking of Bethesda, though, I mean they have a bunch of stuff in the works now. Um, Redfall is like their um, up new uh, IP. Sorry, that was the expression I was looking for. That they've created. That's going to be an Xbox exclusive. It's like a. Um, I wrote down zombie. It's not zombie. It's a vampire slayer co-op game for Xbox. Oh, I saw that. Isn't it like a multiplayer thing though? I think it's kind of like, um, it was like be the best vampire or something like that. 
Uh, no, it's a different game. I mean, you might partially be thinking of it though, because essentially you you team up in a group of four and you're going out as like and you have like these guns that shoot wooden stakes and you have like a giant yeah. sword or like a spear and yeah, I'm sure it's online co-op, just like the upcoming Back for Blood is with zombies. It's essentially the same game, other than the way it's like it's a different animation style, and then instead of hunting zombies, you're hunting vampires. Yeah. In my mind, anyway, that's how I compare them. Um, so that was one of Bethesda's, you know, big unveilings as their new IP. They said again that they are working on Elder Scrolls Six, um, and then then and part of Microsoft Showcase, um, they announced uh, Forza Horizon Five. Don't really care about that. They announced that that stupid uh, Xbox mini fridge that like so many people wanted to come out that was that's shaped and looks like an actual Xbox Series X that it's actually being made and you can pre-order them. Again, a fridge, like a mini fridge. Yeah, like you can actually put drinks in it and. So you play basically my Mountain Dew. Yeah, there you go. As I'm playing COD. Yeah, there you go. Play battle the new Battlefield. I'll tell you that right now. I was gonna, and that's where I was gonna go next. Uh, I don't think Call of Duty franchise is actually having a new update this year with a new installment, but Battlefield 2042 is coming out this year. I couldn't tell. It does, and like I'm willing to give it a go. Like I have like several past Battlefield games, only to be like, oh, I don't like this. But is it a battle royale? No. They they made some kind of statement on Twitter or something that there is no battle royale in the game. Now whether or not that's a misdirect or or what, but all the modes are the massive, you know, like 120 or 200 plus players. Um, but it's not a battle royale. It's Team based. It's just really big maps, like in large yeah. teams versus large team yeah. kind of thing. Okay. I mean, and, you know, I think I could, you know, handle that because I think we, I kind of got burnt out on Battle Royale with Warzone over the past couple years. So, yeah. Um, other thing from Microsoft Showcase Age of Empires, which is one of my favorite games. Um, uh, I can't remember if it was one or two that I played as a kid. Um, is coming out. I it's coming out to PC for sure. I don't know if it's coming to console. I think it's coming to Xbox. Um, let's see, Flight Simulator is finally coming out for the Xbox. Uh, Hades is coming out for all consoles. So like that'll be on PlayStation Five. And I think it's like August or something. Cool. Um, but anyway, that's all the stuff I don't actually really care about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then when Ubisoft had their, uh, I had to tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> When Ubisoft had their announcement, uh, or, you know, like a little, you know, 40-minute sequence of uh, trailers that was uh, segued and introduced by uh, Matt Mercer, they uh, they talked about, well, the, the tail end of it was Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, which looked really cool. And what's really funny is, have you guys watched the trailer yet for it? What yeah, part it's, of it? a, it's a Souls game. Is it? I thought, too. I yeah. thought it looked like a Souls game. It's a Souls game. So is it like a? Are you, do you mean in like terms of difficulty or like as a? No, 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 like in terms of how it plays, it's a Souls game. Interesting. It's a Final huh? Fantasy Souls game. That's what. It, so um, there were a lot of people uh, speculating that that was what was going to happen because the team that Ninja that um, is making it uh, hadn't announced anything. And they were like, so are you doing another Neo? 
Or are you going to do Ninja Gaiden? Like, why haven't you talked about anything? And um, they were like, I wonder if they're going to do a Souls game for, for Final Fantasy. Well. And, and that's what this is. Interesting. So do you guys think you'll play it? Or do you think because of that it'll... I will. I mean, I love the no, Souls game. I'll let Cody try it out first before I go to <laughs> He'll let Cody be your guinea guinea pig. He offered. <laughs> no, I don't mind um, at all, uh, especially with like Souls Souls type games. Because I don't, I I I play video games to relax, which nowadays almost sounds like you know an oxymoron, uh, especially if you're playing with people. But yeah. I don't need to make myself upset while playing video games. I don't want to break my controllers. No, I feel you. Uh, and I mean, like Returnal, I, I still haven't finished Returnal. Uh, I, I do plan to, um, but you know, like the difficulty has definitely ramped in it, like a like a good old fashioned Souls game. Um, so yeah, I, I'll play it. Uh, so some other interesting things that announced and showcased at Ubisoft's uh, presentation was uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy game, which is, uh, as Tim asked earlier, it is not um, the same team that did still by Square Enix, at least in, uh, this one is fully by Square Enix, whereas the Avengers was like Crystal Dynamics, I think was the forefront yeah, and Square Enix was like a publisher. Dynamics. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so it's it's not not the same team doing it, and it's also not multiplayer. It's actually a single-player game. You play as Star-Lord, and then you can actually bring people in. Like You bring up essentially like what looks like a weapon wheel, and then you can bring, instead of using guns, you actually call in your teammates to do like different moves. What I thought was really cool was they showcased this thing where um, like Star-Lord, Star you can press, like I guess, like an ultimate ability button, and then he holds up his cassette player and presses play. And then it turns on some sort of 80s classic song and it boosts everybody's attack for like a certain amount of time. And it's essentially like your finisher. And I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. I will say the, the one thing I saw uh, it getting attacked for was that I guess people wanted that if they were going to do that and do like a single player experience, that people wanted the ability to choose which character to play as. Mm hmm. Which I'm not gonna lie, if I could have played an entire Guardians of the Galaxy game as Rocket Raccoon, I would have been super stoked. Yeah. But I mean, Grant, since they're letting you play a Star Lord, at least the leader of the team, it does make sense. And so, like, as long as they get the story right, which sounds like there's a lot of thought behind it, um, I'm on board. I'm excited. So. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna wait for. I'm gonna let you play it first. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll be the guinea pig for that one. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then it's, there was like they touched base with uh, with Back for Blood and a couple other games that like you know already were coming out and they were just kind of showing where they are in the production cycle that are re uh, releasing this fall. But that was kind of it as far as like big new unveilings or announcements, at least up to when we first started this uh, podcast. It's E3 is yeah. still going. It's actually going through Tuesday, so more announcements to come, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, before we move on to the the last and most important topic of our of our podcast um do you think nintendo will announce a switch pro tomorrow yeah yes so i personally thought that they were going to do it last week because it would have made more sense 
Like I everyone in the industry, gonna... including Bloomberg, thought that it was going to get announced two weeks before E3 to give them time to be like, hey, look at all these fancy new games running in 4K at E3 as opposed to showing it off and then doing that. So I think that the unveiling of the Switch Pro is going to be the very first thing. As soon as that Nintendo Direct pops on, it's going to be right there at the beginning. And then the whole rest of it's going to be like, look at all these pretty games and how they're enhanced on the new system. Yep. I also think that they're going to bundle it with something, some Probably. sort of game. It'll be like the wild. Point. Yeah. Yeah. My Breath of the Wild 2, I could see it. Yeah. Because that's probably how I'll buy it. We haven't um we haven't uh seen anything for Breath of the Wild. Um they just told us that they're working on it. So um I think I think that's more likely what's gonna happen is they're gonna show that off and then show Breath of the Wild two in four K. Um yep. and then talk about stuff. Now I I hope my hope is that they don't make games specifically for the console. That's my I don't fear. Think they will, and if they do, I think it'll be like that whole situation with the 3DS, new 3DS thing, where it's like there might be one or two games that's like it's required to play on the new console. But by and large, the grand scale of like yeah. first-party games, I don't think most will. Um, uh, I hope not. I really do. Don't. You guys, if they announce it and it's at like a non-redonkulous price and okay, says it's coming it. October, you guys are both getting it. Don't care. I'm getting it. So my thing is that since the new uh, Pokemon open world game Arceus is coming out in like January, I'm going to make myself wait until January. (laughs) For those of you who can't see, which is everyone, they're both shaking their head and like, nope, I'm not waiting. I'm getting it day one. I'm going to trade in my old Switch and my PlayStation 4, get whatever discount I can get, and then buy the, the Pro. With the, yeah. if, it, if it's bundled with Breath of the Wild, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to yep. buy it because um, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna jailbreak the mess out of my custom uh, already altered Switch. So See, I, I'm hoping my logic on it was that I, I'm hoping that that'll be enough time. Enough couple months will pass by um, from when it was released in I don't know, October, November, whenever they'll release it uh, this fall that when Pokemon comes out, that they'll, again, they'll bundle it with it and it'll be a limited edition console and that'll be like, you know, some sort of cool, you know, design on the back of the Switch. They'll yeah. come out with some sort of like a Switch Pro controller like they did with Monster Hunter and I'll have that on it. Sure. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm just going to plan on blowing a lot of money at the beginning of 22. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For me, with Nintendo consoles, like, unless it's at launch, I don't care about the exclusive, like, pretty consoles um now if sony announces a ps5 pro in a couple years and um if it's like worth it i would consider getting it day one but more than likely i'll wait until you know there's a god of war edition or something yeah see and i think that's kind of the boat i'm in because i've had a switch for long enough now and i didn't get you know limited edition one when it came out um that you know i'd be like i'm, I'm okay with with waiting until the and i mean if it, if i hits you know january february and pokemon launches and nothing comes out with it i'll be like well i'll still pick it up it just won't be a limited edition one uh but yeah 
also, I just, when it comes to switch, like I said, like, I mean, we're all, obviously we're all going to get it, but I think the only game other than animal crossing towards the beginning of COVID last year, that makes me actually pick it up is Pokemon. And so like, I just, so me personally, with all the games coming out this fall for the PlayStation five, like, I don't think I'll even pick it up. Yeah. I mean, I was late to the game, but I played Breath of the Wild kind of like as quarantine was happening. I, I got it for. Breath I was of the late Wild. to the game. I got it for Breath of the Wild and the Pokemon game that has finally been announced. <laughs> so, well, um, we'll see what happens with we'll the announcement. Yep, yep. All right. Um, so, going on to like, I guess this is now the final topic of the show. It was. I was trying to put it somewhere in the middle, but we just kept kind of kind of going on and on and on and on. Um, and on and on. Sorry. And on and on. Um, so, of course, you know, we talked about Marvel things here and something Marvel came out this past week. So I guess we're going to low-key talk about it. That's right. I made a joke. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Loki show came out. What did you guys think of it? I loved it. Absolutely yeah, loved same. it. I don't know what I expected it to be, or even if I actually had expectations for it, I but did, it yeah. exceeded I my didn't. expectations. It, um, it was interesting, to say the least. I, I really didn't know what to expect either. Um, this is good, though. It's good. <laughs> it's definitely, even just one episode in, it's my favorite of the, the shows that have come out so far. I will say when as soon as they started bringing up the whole like, well, you know, you violated, you know, our time authority system, and you know, you you did an unsanctioned travel through time, and so we arrested you. I was like, okay, but Endgame happened, and that was literally the entire movie, and that was just replaying in the back of my head. And then I think it was like ten minutes later, they were like, well, the Avengers did it, happened, yeah, yeah, and And they were like, oh, yeah, they did do it, but that was supposed to happen, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. I feel better now. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm really excited. So after watching the first episode, I'm really excited for what it means going forward. Um, yeah, because, it's obviously a direct tie into Doctor Strange. Yeah, like obviously it's going to tie into Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, but I think it's also going to tie directly into Spider Man. No, uh, yeah, because I don't know if y'all have been keeping up with all the leaks and. Um, uh, rumors and confirmations of stuff that are going on with that movie. Um, obviously, Toby Maguire um, and Andrew Garfield are still just rumored to be in the movie. Um, I think it is. It's definitely confirmed that what is it? Alfred Mandina is that his name? It's confirmed with Doc Ock is in it. Doc Ock is definitely in it. Um, William Defoe is supposedly one hundred percent in it, um, and so is um, Jamie Lee Fox. Um, so essentially they're just bringing in all the villains. So they're doing a Sinister Six. Oh. Um, and so the, the latest rumors on that are that with Loki and the Multiverse of Madness creating all these multiverse timelines and everything, and obviously, you know, not to get too far away from Loki, but with whatever happens in Loki, I think is going to spark the whole multiverse thing. Um. I saw some articles saying that the the replacement for essentially the Infinity Saga and the Infinity War is going to be like a multiverse war, where it's yeah. going to be like that's going to be the multiverse thing is going to be the next saga, right? 
I, and they've I been leaning into that, that since sense. you know Far From Home, which is the right well, this is the first movie after Endgame, and yeah. we'll see like what comes up because Black Widow comes out on the 9th of July. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what that brings because and here's my one problem with the multiverse thing and I knew it was going to happen and I'm assuming it's still going to happen the multiverse is going to be cool because it's going to be you're gonna see a lot of like crossovers like you will in Spider-Man and things you don't really see but it also opens the door to bring back all the people that they killed off in Endgame in Infinity War uh, yeah um, because well so I was going to say another thing that people were getting upset about with the whole like William Defoe, uh, Green Goblin being in this movie, um, but they they sort of explained it in the way that it's an alternate timeline to the Raimi universe and uh, to Andrew Garfield's universe, um, the Sony universe or whatever. Um, so essentially, they're the if toby's in it right that this version of green goblin and this version of toby mcguire um the first two movies happened the third one didn't good essentially they're just erasing that third movie yeah um and that's why they're saying that um if you've watched the trailers for the new venom movie um there's a point where a guy's reading the daily bugle and it is the exact same paper out of Sam Raimi's universe. Mm. Like, it's the same letterhead, um, logos, everything. It's the exact same paper. And so they, they said that this version of Venom is the actual version of Venom for the Toby um, that we we'll see. Yeah. And that while 1, 2, and 3 happened, for all intents and purposes, for this multiverse... It's one, two, and three didn't happen. And that the new Venom is the actual Venom in that universe. Gotcha. Uh, which is why, like, in the Morbius trailer, um, there was, uh, like, a painting of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man with Murderer painted over it. So I think they're going to get really into it. And I, and I think Loki is going to be the one to, to spark it since, like, before we get into it, spoilers. Spoilers yeah. ahead. Um, when they, at the end, when they were like, you know, we're hunting you. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's a comic series where there's a female Loki. Um, from another universe or whatever. And uh, I know people have been begging for them to do it. So if they're going to do it, this is it. Yeah, because you don't see that Loki at the end, right? You just see a Silhouette hooded person. Thing. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a hooded, cloaked person, and yeah. you, know, you never get any facial features or anything. And I feel like they're going to keep playing it off, and then there's going to be a big reveal. And I I could see it being female Loki, since they're doing Natalie Portman as like female Thor, Thoris or whatever. Yeah, it's supposed to be. So like I can I can one hundred percent see them doing it, and I'm not mad at it either. I I I'd be all for it if they do it right. Uh, I know that they keep they keep teasing all the comic book fans though um, with the the Red Devil imagery because everyone wants Mephisto to be in it like that's who everyone thought was controlling like Wanda yeah uh, and they kept doing little like hints to it but then it wasn't and then in the beginning of Loki 
he's talking to that little girl and he's like, so like who did it? And she points to the red devil and everyone was like, Oh, Mephisto. And then they were like, no, it's just Loki. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I, they kind of gave that away in the trailer though, that it was supposed to be Loki hunting himself. I didn't get that from the trailer. Oh, I thought that was news. Like, I was like, oh, it's Loki hunting Loki. I didn't get that. What I thought was going to happen was he was going to join them and then escape and then just spend the the show escaping from them creating timelines. That's what I thought was going to happen. So during the show, um, I wasn't certain about, like, the advertisements or whatever beforehand. But whenever he, you know, teleports throughout the, like, you know, whatever his prison system or whatever he's in and then goes and grabs like the infinity stone out of the drawer full of infinity stones and just starts oh, dude. popping dude, around. Like, we use these for paperweights. I was like, oh. I got, I got goosebumps when they, <laughs> when they pan the camera around and it was just a bunch of infinity. So I was like, Oh, and not just any infinity stones either. Like the time stones. Yeah. I was like, Oh gosh. And it was just uh, like, yeah. Some people use them for paperweights. But when he grabbed the Tesseract and then, like, he zipped away, I thought that that was going to be, like, segue into him, kind of like what you were saying. He was just going to be bouncing around, yeah. and they spent the rest of the show trying to catch him again. Um, I think I like where they going better, though, honestly. I do, too. You know, where he agrees to help them. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to legitimately now. agree to help them. No, I think I think he will legitimately agree to help. I think seeing his mother die and it being his fault and then, like, and then seeing his own him, death. Seeing his own death, like I, I think it like because this Loki is the Loki that invaded New York. Like this, yeah, it's like, fresh like, off of New York. Yeah, yeah, like this, this isn't like I've bonded with my brother Loki. No, it's this, angry Loki. This is pre, yeah, this is angry pre like everything redeem, Loki, redeem Ragnarok, all that yeah. stuff. So I think him seeing his mother die. And it being his fault and then getting a glimpse of like, oh, maybe we did reconcile and then seeing his death. Like, I think he I think he'll probably try to escape at least once. I think it'll be like towards the end. Like, yeah, I think he might help them catch the other version of Loki and then he might try to find some loophole. Because when he, he 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 got freaked out when he realized or when they were sell, telling him that like you know we keep make sure everything that's supposed to happen happens and you're supposed to die, and so as soon as that set in, he was like, okay, yeah, I guess like I'll, I'll help you because either that I'll... or it's gonna be a tragic ending where he then has to go and die again. Yeah. I mean that's true. Yeah, because they could easily just be like, and we're gonna drop you right back in, and you're gonna know the whole time, but. Yeah, which make, even which in, in retrospect would retcon Loki to be even more of a tragic character if he knew yeah. the whole time how he how and when he was going to die. I, I'm gonna be real. I would re- I would honestly like that if like yeah. <laughs> they did something where like they showed like somehow with them bouncing around time, the actual Loki got like misplaced, and he had to be dropped in to replace him. Mm-hmm. And then that would make it so much more sad. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No. I. I in I fact, think... as we're saying that, that's the ending I kind of want. Oh, dude, I, I want it now. Like, I really <laughs> want it now. No, I. I think that this is going to be a really, really good show. Like, it was definitely humbling for him to see all the Infinity Stones, and then to just be like, "Is this the ultimate power?" Because yeah, yeah. clearly, it is. Yeah. 
And said, like, yeah, because he wanted that Infinity Stone so bad. And he was like, they're just all here, multiple versions of them. Yeah. And that just defeat of like, there's nothing I can do. You guys are just, you have more power than me. Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised that the whole timekeeper thing didn't pop up in like Doctor Strange movie or with him at all since he had the time stone and he was, you know, the timekeeper. I just play it off like that's what was always supposed to have happened. Yeah, my my thing is, uh, or at least my understanding is that unless they want you to know, you don't know. No. Like, I, I don't think even the Sorceress Supreme knew. I don't think Doctor Strange knows. Um, Doctor Strange is a Sorcerer Supreme. Well, now, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. from the first movie, the former uh, one, they, yeah, no. the former oh, yeah. Sorcerer Supreme knew. Um, and you know, I feel like to a degree, the Time Cops or whatever we want to call them, um, the TVA, the TVA. Thank you. Um, I'm sure. Obviously, they knew about the Time Stone. Right, they know about Infinity Stones. Yeah. Um, at least whoever's in charge knows about them, because like obviously people there don't know. Like they like he was yelling like you know like what is this thing? And Loki's like it's a tesseract. Uh, and then what's her face was just like that sounds stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, I don't think they all know, but clearly I like I'm sure the the Watchers or whatever like I'm sure they know, and let that happen like they let them toy around with things like as long as they didn't create like another timeline. Yeah. Like variants or whatever. Yeah. Like then it was fine as long as they were responsible. Cause they were just protecting the stone and like whatever, you know, strange did in the first movie, like he fixed it or whatever. So yeah, I don't know, huh. man. It's, it's really, one really timey wimey. Yeah. It, it's very, this is why it reminds me a lot of Doctor Who. I will say though that, like you know, like with uh, with most shows, um, you know, talking about them, like you know, on a, a week to week episodes as they come out, you can kind of read between the lines and kind of see where it's going. I will say with this, since they're messing around with time, they could do like anything, anything, no, anything like, they want. Well, that with that and yeah. with the multiverse, like the door is the possibilities are endless. They could legitimately. Yeah pull whatever they want to pull from yeah. you know, can make sense so you know, but since I, marvel I, and disney have done such a good job up till now with the mcu like i kind of trust them i hope they don't blow it but they have a good have, track record I no fear uh yeah uh they they started to let me down with wandavision a little bit here and there but i think they redeemed themselves with falcon winter soldier and they're doing everything right with loki so far loki feels like it's the officially like the kickoff to phase four almost yeah mm-hmm. like it's like okay we're gonna actually start building the next Is it phase four or five i feel like we've already been in four it's four Is it right three phase one built to first avengers phase two built to ultron okay. and phase three yeah. built to endgame yeah, I yep. guess it's because Infinity War and Endgame were so far apart. Like it just seemed weird. Threw nope. me off. Um, no, it's, it's Phase Four. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So we're yeah. officially like starting Phase Four now. And uh, yeah, outside of Black Widow, I think Spider Man's up next. Um, yeah, it goes Black Widow and then Spider Man in December. Yeah, and so 
before. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You forgot about Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah, comes Shang-Chi. Out. That's right. That's right. That's right. I, gonna say, I, I don't know how Shang-Chi's that's going to tie gonna in. Be, I think that's going to be the official, like, here's what's happening from here on out in the phase four. Maybe. But of course, Maybe. I say that though, but Shang-Chi being a new character, they might honestly just spend the whole movie just explaining what's just going explaining, on with him. Yeah. And they then at the very the end, they might have like a yeah. teaser or something. Yeah, it'll yeah. it'll it'll be a in credit scene crossover moment. That's yeah. what I'm expecting. Yeah. Um, but before uh, I guess we we ended or whatever. Um, uh, I I also I did see I I don't know how reliable it is, but it was like there was a guy that was like you know he tried real hard to be an extra in Spider Man, and didn't get it, but a friend of his did. And was like a member of the jury in Spider-Man, the new one, hmm. and that the lawyer is in fact Matt Murdock. Oh, is it the in. same actor? Uh yeah, Charlie Cox. Yeah, yeah, it's Charlie oh, wow. Cox. But um, they couldn't confirm that. You know, like obviously, just from what they saw, like he was just him as a lawyer, not as Daredevil. I mean, mm-hmm. Even if they just introduce him, he can be Daredevil yeah. down the line. So, gosh. Bring them all in. I want the Punisher yeah. back. I want them well, all. Punisher, Punisher's confirmed. They is he? he? He's signed as to play the Punisher for uh, Joe, Adam's whatever game. his last name is. Something yeah. to be. No, no, he he Burn is call. the only one that is legit confirmed. Oh, he was my favorite part of the Netflix series or franchise or whatever. God, yeah, I, I think, think, Jones I think really Daredevil good. was my favorite, but Punisher was was close second. Maybe the first series, the first season of Jessica Jones is pretty good. Second, mm-hmm. not not so much. Yeah, I didn't like the second one. Hmm. Well, cool. Yeah, I didn't bring it up, and I just remember right now. But I actually started a D and D campaign. Like I'm in one. I'm not a DM. I'm just a player. Oh, yeah, nice. Very good. Yeah. Very good. So, um, we'll, uh, we'll have to do an update. Um, yeah, I had my so. first. I had my first session last week, but the podcast has already been going on for too long. So this would just be a teaser for next week. Um, okay. Yeah. On my. Uh, D and D experiences because oh boy, uh, it was it was a wild first one. So guess what's up? Anywho, uh, yep, that's it for us. Thanks for listening. I would do the whole spiel at the end, but most of it doesn't even matter anymore right now. Yeah. Um, so all I'm gonna say is thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back after three weeks of us not putting content out, and hopefully we'll kind of get back into our regular flow now that things have sort of calmed down a little bit in our personal lives um it's our settling that'd be a good word settling down in our personal lives uh so yeah thanks for listening and uh come on back next week because even on the best of days we all need some kind of entertainment see ya see you guys